Record. I've also hit record. I have a hit record. Wiki Wiki Wild. Wiki Wild Wild West. Jim West. Desperado. Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this six gunnerness. Brother, run of this. Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel just in this. Anyway. Uh, Be out of that dress when she meets Jim West. Rough neck, so go check the law true. and abide. Watch your step perplex and get a hole in your side. Uh, damn, you know more than me. <laughs> 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 it's iconic. That's why I know it. It's It's pretty iconic. Hello friends and folks and welcome back to another episode of Oops More Anime as we dive a little deeper into some of the anime that we're, we're, we're looking to, to, to stick with, that we're serious about. Um, it's, it's Mobile Suit Gundam The Witcher Mercury. I'm Six Detmar, Scanline Media. I'm Alan Ibrahim from Chats and Scanline Media. You're, you're two-timing us, as ever. I, I stepped all Don't over worry, I'm a, tol- I'm a tolerant bride. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to invite you to the incubation party with my beautiful dress, and we're going to go meet investors. I have a great idea. Okay, what's your idea? Let's not call it an incubation party. This is so gross. <laughs> it's a gross term. We'll talk about it. Ugh. Gundam's back, Six. Yeah, uh, and this one is like... This is an episode that takes place over the course of like an hour in World, which is wild, because that's... N- it's never been like that before. Yeah, super compressed time as we explore this dinner party and the mm-hmm. events that take place there. Um, it's a weird one. I feel like overall this was an odd one to come back to after a week off because we got a string of like, you know, fun actiony episodes with like some some themes and some nice ideas, and then it was like, okay, I got to open a textbook. How does investment meetings work? Uh, shit, why are we? Okay. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> Not even close. Nothing about this is realistic. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, uh, came back to a very um, talky episode, which I am here for, generally speaking. My problem, of course, is as ever, G-Witch is not always great at talking. Um, so, it's great at dialogue, but, you know, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. Anyway, let's talk about what happened this episode. So, we come back, and uh, Miorine... And Suleta are hanging out, and Suleta is still worried that Alon didn't show up for their date and also seems to be missing from school. And she's just worried about him. And then she gets an invitation to the incubation party, which is part of the Benaret Group's recurring parties where they allow uh, members of the organization or outsiders to sort of pitch them on new projects. And uh, Miorne suggests that they just, they just you know, ignore it. But Suleta's like, wait. You said the you said all the you know big people are going to be here. That means Alon should be there, so I can see Alon if I go there. She decides to attend because of this. Uh, Alon finds out about this. Alon Prime, and the uh, other ladies, the head ladies of of Pale Technologies, are like, "Well, Alon Five isn't ready yet," and he's like, "Ah, shit! I have to go and pretend to be Alon Four. He doesn't actually do this. He doesn't really pretend at all. He's he sucks at this, but." Um, 
they go to the party along with uh, Nico and one of the guys whose name I don't remember from Earth House, and they're attending. Uh, this is a great opportunity for multiple conversations. First of all, we get Miorine being introduced to uh, Prospera Mercury, Soleta's mom, and uh, Prospera is... <sighs> We'll have to talk about this interaction, but it's an interesting interaction. She she says she is very willing to speak her mind and pretend to be polite, while clearly no one besides her her daughter thinks she's actually being polite. Mm-hmm. Her, her wonderful, sweet, innocent uh, daughter who knows nothing about anything. <laughs> nothing about anything. Uh, we do get a quick scene that I think is probably going to be important, where Shadik thanks Nika, mm-hmm. and Nika like does like this like conspiratorial like, oh yeah, no, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, which don't know what that's about. Then Alon Prime, pretending to be four, meets up with Suleta, talks talks to her, is like, yeah, no, everything's fine here. Thank you. How are you? Uh, and then uh, hauls her off to be part of a presentation by Pale Technologies. This is sort of a trap. And ends up being the Pale Technologies folks uh, scheming to um, indict her because they're like, hey, you had this particular interaction during your duel because the Fract is a Gundam and this interaction only happens between Gundams. So this proves that the Ariel is a Gundam. We're very sorry we made a Gundam. We'll destroy ours. You should probably do the same. Yeah. Uh, and Suleta starts to panic. When Miorne intervenes and says, no, this is really stupid. Your whole problem with Gundams is that they kill people and Soleta's fine. So clearly what we should really do is look into how they did this and make this the technology going forward. The curse of the Gundams doesn't matter if it's not a curse. Uh, people are resistant to this idea at first, but Miorne is willing to run up to her dad and and, you know, do a very like... What's the what's the word I want? Desperate? To to um, it's it's a specific like um you know like like bowing her head like very deep like like very humble request for help in her in her way right. which she managed to do proudly but still um and this is enough to sway her dad her dad buys in therefore everyone else buys in because they just do whatever the dad says um and now technically Miorine owns the Ariel and Farax and the development teams of both. Hmm. Shall we Gundam? Oh, it's like shall we dance, but it's instead of dancing, it's a business party. Mm-hmm. God, With how fucking good would this episode be if they actually did a dance sequence? God damn it. Instead of a, I don't know. I, I don't I, know. It could be very good. I love episodes like this. We have a party. Mm-hmm. People are in different outfits. People are like a little bit looser maybe they've had something to drink and you know there are secret dealings happening my issue with the episode like from an enjoyment side is it's all the business stuff and there's like very little just like the characters being at a party um it's all backseat deals and all and then it just ends in a like financial presentation basically that almost turns into a like uh like a legal proceeding um it's very odd in that way. I do like some of that stuff, uh, but I had a lot of questions and issues with the play made at the end by Miorine. Um, it sounded like you didn't love this episode as well. Um, I I end up liking this episode a lot just because I think, I don't know, this episode is very frustrating, even though I enjoy it quite a bit, mm-hmm. because there are parts of it that I just really enjoy. Um, uh, my My... Position on this has advanced one degree further in severity. 
I don't want Suleta in this show anymore. Wow. She's... I wish she was not in this show. Straight up the least interesting character right now. And everything she does is just stupid. Mm -hmm. I am, like... And I know, like, I feel like, you know, I don't want to fall into the classic trap. You all, you often hear people being like, oh, these girl characters always being like stupid and emotional, but she's not being stupid and emotional. She's just being clueless and incapable of internalizing any information she receives. It's just obnoxious at this point. She doesn't have, like, if you're going to do the like, well, she's good with like, emotional stuff and reading people mm -hmm. she cannot tell that alon prime is alon four even though alon prime does not match like word choice body language facial expression tone of voice anything uh and like i'm not expecting her to be like oh i see so i met a clone but doesn't even be like hey you're being a little weird she does at one point say like i'm glad you're smiling but that's not that's not anything um and then the this despite the parts of this that I think are really good, mm -hmm. this episode is really functional because they are sick as writers of having to deal with the is it a Gundam thing. They've realized that this sucks <laughs> and they want to be rid of it. That is the purpose of this episode. Pretty much, yeah. Well said. Like why why do we we need to keep saying like and my and and I'm watching this with a person who's never watched Gundam before. And so he's he's mm -hmm. often turning to me and being like, what is the obsession with, like, this one being a Gundam versus not? Um, and I think a lot of that just, like, goes back to the prologue, like, in-universe. That's why this is important. But uh, they are drawing the hard line, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I don't know. It feels like all of this has been, like, damage control from the prologue, which, like, the prologue was good, but... I think at the time I was like this, you know, I don't know. I, I think at the time I just liked the prologue, but pretty quickly into the show, I was like, the, your Gundam stuff doesn't make any sense. Um, and this is finally their attempt to bury it. But like the whole presentation with pale technologies might be the worst scene in the show so far. The, the final scene, you mean? No, the um, I mean the sort of the lead up to the All final right. one where yeah. she gets on stage with um Elon, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's like okay, first of all, this it's just Suleta being incredibly stupid, right? Yes. Of like she's been told that like oh at a certain point they will expect the the holder, you know the the current you know top pilot in the school to give uh, a quick talk, a quick speech. Um, she has. She, if she thought about it for even half a second, she would know that it doesn't make any sense for one of the companies that is her rival to be presenting it hmm. or for one of her pilot rivals to be on stage and introduced with her. And then once that is all happening, it also turns into this is, again, them making the same mistake they've made numerous times now of not understanding of wanting to do some like visual like dramatic visual metaphor in the way that like utana that inspired right, them does right. but but not realizing you can't make a metaphor physical and real and have it work the same way because once you are making this all physical material realities mm -hmm. having your stage with like five different platforms that go 60 feet in the air with spooky red spotlights is just the dumbest shit in the world it's very silly no, I, I I think it's it's silly and also like they lean more and more into that. Like they turn 
what is otherwise like a boring investor meeting into like slam this button and everybody who presses it invests over 75% this shit gets funded like it's 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 the anime it's like if they made an anime about Wall Street this this show very very briefly becomes that mm-hmm. too and it's like the the way that an anime about Wall Street would simplify and flatten like material financial decisions into like almost a game um and like oh miarine like please begging her dad like please please give me just like 10 percent, and everybody else will follow you uh he's just like it's so simple i don't know it's i i didn't i wasn't engaged with it that much even though i found the visuals of it like kind of interesting i mean how did you feel about having uh an environment in which miarine is the like the competent one not just the competent one because she's mentally put together but also like this is her shit it's so that's if I remember correctly, her like specialty at the school, right, was strategic management or something. Um, and mm-hmm. somebody references that during one of these scenes. They're like, "Oh, that's why she's you know the strategic management person." Person, uh, and like that's useful. She's not going to be the person who fights. So this is what this is Miorine's equivalent of a fight scene almost, or of a like uh, like big you know dramatic flourish. Whereas Suleta is the one who's just going to get in the mobile suit and like fight somebody eventually. Uh, so mm-hmm. th- as this being like Miorine's big time to shine, I get it. I think that they're going for something intentional. Like some people at the university need to know how to fight and some people need to know how to wheel and deal and do business. And this is a very mm-hmm. shrewd business move from her, at least in the context of a show. I don't know how I feel about the bu- the buyout, but I get what she's, I get what they're going for. It's supposed to make us go like, wow, Miorine like really knows her shit. She's so smart. Yeah. And I mean, it does make me appreciate her to have her say the thing that I, I, I feel like I've been shouting since episode one, which is like, if the problem with Gundams is that they hurt people, why is it a problem when they don't? Right. <laughs> if they're not hurting people, then why so. are we still? I don't know. That gets into like the weird legal element of this, too. Like, why do we need to get rid of them anyways? Why they're... It's a. I think it's going to for like a maybe a nuclear disarmament metaphor. Maybe I don't know. It's just it's just it's just kind of messy. Do you do do you feel like it's a little bit messy? I mean, like you want to talk about messy? I mean, He's like in the World Cup right now, he's doing great. But um, but um, but um, but Good, good boy, Lionel. Um, yeah, like I mean. One of the points she says is she's explaining this deal, right? And she says, like, and basically she's like, and I know y'all are worried about, like, having to do with Gundams, right? This is going to be bad for your companies and your reputations. And she says, but if investment is done by anonymous contract, Mm -hmm. then, then, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with company and everyone's safe, right? Mm Mm-hmm. My girl, you are in the middle of a public party <laughs> shouting this with a little screen. People are going to know Pales involved, you, or Benerit's What involved. do you mean a non-contract? Like, yeah. Like, individuals will be protected, mm-hmm. right? But, like, it's not like the press is going to be like, and no one knows where this company came from. You are screaming in the middle of a big party. Like, here's what this is. It's, hey, like, if we're to just fully ignore any attempt at metaphor... This is a new rich person being like, I'm going to buy up all of the nuclear weapons and I need people to give me billions of dollars to take the fall for that, basically, because I'm going to own a bunch of the built technology to build those things. And like a billion billionaires are in, are like, yep, I'll give you a million dollars for that. And like, but they all have their names on it. Like, what the fuck? This wouldn't happen. This isn't how this works. And if it would, it would be anonymous. But like you're saying, this is like a filmed event. It's a public forum. Like, 
it doesn't it doesn't look like this billionaires buying up the companies and stuff like this doesn't it's not a big presentation it's the whole point and i get that i get that like you can't necessarily present things like that um for a show but like i don't know i that i mean that that feels to me like a little bit of a nitpick right mm-hmm. on on my part but like there, you know, this is one of those things where I talk about the show not earning my suspension of of logic at times. Where like, there's another point where the pale is having its presentation, where they're they're pushing Murine a hundred feet in the air on this tiny mm-hmm. platform and shouting at her. Um, and they're like, yes, this this we had this occurrence, you know, you know, we had this this resonance happen, and you admitted that that it, that it occurred, and this only happens to Gundams when a Gundam reacts to another Gundam. Do you remember that scene? Because the fucking Haro shut down. The Haro is not a Gundam. Yeah. Did you guys not watch your own prologue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... <sighs> and then, like, even just, like, tonally, right? This is not, like, a, a, a faux pas, necessarily. I just, like, when Vim does the gotcha, right? Where he's like, hmm, you're right. I guess we should also destroy the aerial. He does this, like, he quirks his eyebrow and, like, one eye gets bigger than the yeah. other. <laughs> and he looks like a fucking Batman the Animated Series villain. 100%. Super weird. And, like, listen, Batman the Animated Series rules. It is not going for this tone. It just, like, it's so sloppy. They're so sloppy. Big time. And, and like, we talked a lot about how we want the show to do more g- broader scale political stuff. And this is technically exactly that, right? Um, this is an mm-hmm. episode that starts with Suleta, like, snipping tomatoes and ends with a massive corporate buyout. So, like, they understand their scale that they're dealing with. And that's really good. And, like, that's effective um, storytelling. But just the way that they got there, it's like this. I, I feel like I kept expecting the show to do, get here in a different way. Mm-hmm. And now that we're here, it's like, oh, I guess that's what Miorine does. In universe, all of this seems like a big play because people are saying like, oh, Miorine, you're finally thinking about somebody other than yourself. And like, is the implication then that the buyout is to protect Suleta or is there something greater? To yes. It? Okay. It's just that. I figured. Um, well, I think there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there's, you know, this is clearly a good goal of hers. And also, if it works out, it'll be good for her. But she is sticking her neck out in a big way. And the way they establish it is she doesn't do this for other people. Um, which, I mean, she is a pretty selfish kid because she's been so neglected. That's kind of her backlash is to be very selfish about this stuff. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't, yeah, like, I'm just sitting here being like, I you know I don't need one character to do it all, but if incidentally Miorne was also the one in the aerial, I wouldn't miss Suleta at all in the show. I because she's so she's badly. doing nothing. People mm-hmm. are doing things for her, like Miorne is doing this for her. But like, who is she? Why do we care about her? Does do we know that she has like special abilities? I guess, or is there actual love here? It's still, it's the show is like setting up these mysteries that I don't feel like they're going to handle well. That's my problem right now. Yeah, or just move her out of the spotlight. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not going to have her do anything or think anything, then and and you're not going to take her out of the show. I understand, but just I can't believe before the show started, I was worried you would backseat her. And please, for the love of God, backseat her if you're not willing to fucking write her. <laughs> yeah, the the way that they've uh, chosen to center her is like really strange and different than your average like Gundam protagonist in ways that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
it's 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 odd and it gets in the way of like again some of the party stuff that i actually enjoyed um but plot wise that's what's important is that the merger has happened gundarm incorporated is now formed uh and mm-hmm. she owns a lot of the technology Lady Prospera, quote unquote, reveals works for her now. Works for her now. Lady Prospera is her employee. One hundred percent. I just bought your mom, technically, or I bought her employment. Does I? I bet this is not the case, but it's possible she also work. Alon also works for her now. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to be the case because they can't reveal the whole clone stuff. So they're going to be like, "Oh well, we lost the Faract or whatever," but this is a separate project or something. But, huh. Yeah, we're not going to get a scene where she's like, let me go look over my buyout. And it's like, oh, you guys are cloning? What the fuck? And that's not how that's going to happen. That'd be so <laughs> wild. It's such a weird way. Um, Lady Prospero does reveal to her daughter that, yes, you're, um, you've been piloting a Gundam, which, like, we are seven episodes in and we knew that. It took her seven episodes to figure out basic information about her her Gundam. Are you guys kidding me? And even then, she does. She can't accept it. Yeah, no way. Because she's she's so. She was successfully indoctrinated into just not knowing anything, into into full bimbo mode. Uh, and like we stand, we appreciate a character who can be stupid. I mean, I, 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 we stand and appreciate bimbos generally speaking. If you stand and appreciate Suleta, I respect that. I can't get there. I, I. I, I just, I, I like, you know, cosmically enjoy it. But in the context of a story, it's like so weird and frustrating because everyone else knows. Even fucking Mr. Godoy, Lady Prospera's like assistant friend guy, seems like he knows what's going on, even though he's just sitting, mm-hmm. standing quiet. It's like everyone, everyone here knows what's going on except you, Soleta. Everybody. Shadi clearly knows way more about, about the other girls. Uh, the Jeddah group knows more about them. Yorine knows literally everything. You're you're running like five level levels behind the basic cast of the show. It's so funny that someone has shined seven spotlights on you, lifted you a hundred feet in the air, magnified their face times a thousand, and shouted at you how this logic works, and you didn't. And you were get like, it. no, 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 no way, I refuse. It's like, sweetie, mm. can we talk about Murine meeting the mom? Amazing scene. The whole scene. That's so good. Yes. Uh, is talking to them. I love that the mom is like, oh, oh, Silda, just go do something. I don't know. You're fucking stupid. Just go, <laughs> like, just go away. I need to, well, the adults are talking. I need to talk to your wife really quickly. Hold on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, the, the funny thing is that the characters know that Silda doesn't know shit about shit, um, which leads mm-hmm. to some comedy, but also... Lots going on in this conversation. You know, Miorina emphasizing, like, I don't like my dad. Uh, Lady Prospera being like, yeah, that's interesting, considering your dad is the reason you have literally any power right now. Uh, and you don't seem too worried about that power. And I think that is what, like, ultimately motivates her finally to do all of this. Even though she probably had it planned in advance. But, like, I want to do something without my dad. Even though he's the one that made the merger work. Like... I don't know. Miorine is not exactly taking a huge W this episode. The buyout happens in part mostly because of her dad. So it's this mm-hmm. challenge of, be- of being a rich person where you're like, I want to make meaningful change in the world and help people, but I can only do that with my rich people resources and my dad, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I think to some degree she is. I don't think she's she's this woke about it just yet, right? Uh-huh. But she is kind of having the moment of like, okay, I can like... 
there are two responses to this, Mm -hmm. right? I can either like, oh, say you're right, throw off my shoes, throw off my skirt and just be like, I'm going to go be homeless. Or you can be like, I accept that my dad is shitty and rich and I'm going to see if I can spin his wealth into good things. Yeah, which I think is what she's trying to do if you're reading it generously. Mm -hmm. Use dad's money in a good way. Uh, Lady Prospera is just so like it is incredible that she is so artificial mm-hmm. and it doesn't doesn't mind anyone knowing how artificial she is because the one person who would be genuinely upset by it is Soleta and Soleta can't understand anything um but like she is putting up like the the thinnest veneer of of manners not even to like I know, just because I think she thinks it suits her image better, not because she's trying to convince anyone of anything. There is a great um when she 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 points out like Mirnes, you know, doesn't seem that upset by, you know, like where she lives and her, you know, her nice shoes and her earrings and all that. Um in the translation in in English, the subtitle says I find it very funny, right? Mhm. What she says in Japanese is okashikunata, which is so much more brutal because basically it says, oh, you saying like you hate your dad, but you're willing to accept his dress and his earrings and the room he gets you and the respect he gets you makes me feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> Interesting. Which is so mean. Mm-hmm. Seems completely wild because it seems, seems unfathomable. That you would I, I clearly, I must understand, misunderstand the world that you think this is okay. <laughs> She's so calculating. I mean, like, there is, you know, talking about uh, her artificial nature, that she wears the helmet, like, comfortably and proudly, you know? she's it, mm-hmm. She has to wear it, obviously, but uh, she, like, wear, you know, composes an outfit around it. She's not, like, trying to cover it up. Uh, she is somebody who doesn't care that this child thinks she has power. I feel like there's, like, a deep disrespect here in, like, a almost like a Game of thrones way of like, huh, it seems like we're going to be relatives soon. Interesting. What about your dad? I mean, he, you know, suppressed the Vanitas Institute and stopped the Gundams. To me, that sounds like an awesome dad. Wink, wink. I don't actually think he's that good, maybe. Hmm, interesting. Uh, it's all doublespeak. It's all very duplicitous and sneaky. And I, I, I kind of, I, I had a lot of fun with this, this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miorine kind of backing down and calling him unforgivable and how, because not because of what he's done, but because he makes decisions without talking to her. Like she doesn't even say that she disagrees with him, but it's more like he doesn't give me any agency. Um, Mm -hmm. and we get those brief shots of like her looking at, I think that's her mom's grave or, uh, casket or whatever. Uh, unclear, but we get like brief shots of that and it's like, oh, but dad wasn't there. Dad was never there. Um, Mm -hmm. There's like a ton going on in that scene that's like more interesting than the actual Benerit group uh, party stuff um, at the end. Yeah. But uh, I really like that stuff. I liked so much. This is like, this is what I'm talking about though. Party scenes like this all are, can be full of people being sneaky. Um, I just want to see people actually party. I want to see Shadik on the dance floor. He looks great. He looks absolutely wonderful. So tall uh <laughs> you saying that just now make made me realize how close shoddy is to shoddy yeah shoddy <laughs> on the dance floor <laughs> shoddy go low 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 
He does when they break a glass and he goes to pick up the glass or whatever. Or no, I guess that's Elon who does that. Um, yeah. He looks great. He's drinking an orange, uh, presumably a screwdriver of some sort. And he's just like, hey, Miorni, I'm surprised you care about other people for once. You're usually like the most self-centered bitch in the world. It's like, oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> but this is the first time he's looked genuinely sexy. He looks really good here. It's the hair. Oh. It's the hair. It looks great. It's incredible. Um, and he's not wearing the big floofy pants this time. Um, and he's didn't... not doing his Aladdin vest. Elon's <laughs> um, here, like you said, or Elon uh, 5. Is it 5 at this point? And this is Prime still, because they, oh, they, they say, like, five's not ready yet. Oh, he's like, I, why do I have to go down? Shouldn't I be able to send somebody to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, because five's not ready yet. He's helping her with a broken glass, because Siletta's a disaster. Um, we get a great shot of some meat getting cut up, and that that's when we get Shadik and uh, Nika talking. That's definitely going to be something, like you said. That's going to be is something. is it something we've seen already, or like what do you what do you make of this? Because I feel like the only thing, I guess there are two possibilities, two things Nika has done, mm-hmm. right? Which is either it is her letting uh, Suleta borrow her phone to get the scooter yeah. in episode one, or it is inviting her to Earth House. Unless it's just something we haven't seen yet. I mean, I don't know. You know, it could easily just be foreshadowing for something we haven't seen. I don't know what to make of it. He specifically says, I'm the one who owes you thanks. And then mm-hmm. her eyes kind of bulge out for a sec. Because thanks for what, you know? But she knows. I think yeah. it might have to do with, yeah, recruiting Saleta. Because that's the main thing that we've seen Nika do so far. Or maybe it's something we don't know about. Likely the former. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could, you know, it could be like like for installing that bomb and you know like i don't know <laughs> it's just like yeah it, she definitely feels guilty about whatever it is but knows exactly what she's talking he's talking about and clearly it's not like like thanking someone for fucking up clearly she she knowingly helped him and feels bad about yes. it yeah she wouldn't react like that if it wasn't that um i can't remember what i was gonna say so i'm gonna move on from that but i'm curious where that goes uh alan's outfit here i also commented on being wonderful he's got the white uh cravat and the black shoes it's a mm, it's a powerful look i want to talk more about the outfits except uh suleta and miorine's dresses first of all beautiful parallels the blue and the red we love uh lesbian parallels um but also boob jokes this is the horny corner of the episode unnecessary boob I mean, jokes it's really just it's just the one, right? The, yeah, talking about the bus. You're, you're allowed. You're allowed to say that you're borrowing another girl's dress and it's a little tight. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's not like an illegal amount of stuff. Uh, me looking for creepy things, though. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, the part where Miorini's running across to to yell for her dad or whatever, and she takes her heels off, <laughs> and they like fucking. I'm sorry. They mic up her bare feet and she like runs for 30 straight <laughs> seconds. And it's like, why? Why? I It's fine. I'm no, I'm, I'm looking, I'm digging, but it was a little weird. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's, it's a little weird. It's I, teensy, teensy, teensy bit. It is, it is, you know, there's specifically the mention of like the shoes, the fancy shoes earlier by, by Suleta's mom. And so you want this like classic, like girl kicking off her heels for action. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's you weird. you could have you could have portrayed it differently. It just gives me MHA movie vibes for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That's exactly what I thought of. For folks who don't know, there's a My Hero Academia movie. I think it's One Justice or whenever one of them, the first big one, uh, where there's like a scene where a main character is like prominently running through a building barefoot and they keep like just cutting the shots of her feet. And it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what are you guys doing? Um, I digress. Uh, Gundar Mink is purchased for 220 bajillion something. Uh, and we have an episode. Were there any other big scenes that you wanted to, to talk about? I mean, there's kind of only one scene in this whole show. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one it's long party scene. scene, and then it's it's investment scene. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I want to say that the first time that Delling had said something that I've been like, yes, like, I feel like this is a logical, a logical, reasonable thing to say. The first time he's done it is when Miorine puts up the puts up the contract and is like pauses and nothing happens. And Delling is like, no one is going to give you two hundred and forty billion dollars because a random girl shouted in the middle of a party. Are you <laughs> out of your mind? Like <laughs> um, we didn't talk about it, but the pro the the cold open. Is Pale Technologies talking with Delling or the leaders of Pale Technologies? Uh, the, no, it's not Delling. It's the um, the oxygen guy? tube guy, the sort of like the like shady second in command. Oh, okay. So it seems like he, yeah, because he says we need to learn what Delling has up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I don't know what was going on there. Is it that they know this was all going to happen and maybe it's part of their big plan? Something like that. I think, I mean, the that's with the reveal of, like, yes, the Fract is a Gundam, and so they can do the reveal. I think the specifics of, like, how they did the the presentation came together when she showed up, which, you know, logistically doesn't make sense, but here we are. Um, where it's like, okay, we know that there was this resonance with the Gundam. You have proved that the Ariel is a Gundam. Now, how can we use this to force the chairman's hand, right? Because... This is still a capitalist hellscape, mm-hmm. and they are going to, like, lick this man's boots until they think he's not going to be the one wearing them anymore. And so occasionally they have to be like, hey, are you still, you still got the boots? Just checking. You, you, you got, got those, those boots, boots we love so much? <laughs> this metaphor is getting away from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, there's really great stuff in this episode, and there's really shit stuff in this episode. <laughs> it's a it's a land of contrast. That's this is what I expected when you're going to like watching a new Gundam show. It's not going to be a five star stunner the entire time. Uh, sure. I just sent six a picture of Mister Godoy looking at the camera weirdly at the end of the episode. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> I want him to be. I want him to be like really important somehow. I don't think he will be, but it's fun to, funny to me. So here's a question for you. Yes, Six, what's up? You were so hard on the Alana's evil because he doesn't make faces. But yep, yep, yep. Alan Prime smiles a lot. Good guy now, right? I don't think... No, but the smile is not a good smile. It's just like oh, a... wow. Okay, so now there's no way to win. No, there isn't. I don't think Alan Prime is good. <laughs> if you're trying to tell me Alan Prime is a good guy, I'm fucking out of here. No, I'm just trying to roast you again for being mean about my resting bitch face. You are allowed to have RBF, and that makes you a good person. However, thank you. You don't have a clone of yourself that I know of. It didn't work. It didn't work out. Next episode is called Their Choice, and our final shot is a beautiful picture of uh, 
Sileta and Miorne dancing while Shadik and Elan watch on in, in happiness. Imagine a better world where we all like the girls and we're not secretly playing against I them. Really wish I liked Suleta. I really Me do. Too. I like her archetype, and I just just the the whole oh like ED. You know, there's the brief shot of Suleta in a crystal, but it's mostly about Miorne being locked in a crystal. Yeah. No, Suleta is because you won't let her be a character. Mm-hmm. Please. I'm optimistic. I like her a little bit more than you do because I appreciate a bimbo, but like, Jesus Christ, you guys, you got to give her something or just give her something to do. Give her a competent moment besides like winning every fight she's in. Mm-hmm. Um, give her a moment of conversation where she feels confident and knowledgeable. Just like one thing, just a little tiny bit. Or, you know, get us they, there. I, they even took away the little thing, right? Because like, a couple of times Miorne is like correcting her on like her posture and stuff. She's like, listen, you have to stand up straight. You can't slouch. You're on a dress. You have to look cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's up on stage and she's stammering like crazy. And she remembers Miorne doing, it's like the classic like flashback of like, Oh, this is my inspiration to do the, you know, the, the, you know, protagonist thing. And she just stammers slightly less and that's it. And she still fucks up the scene. It's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I noted that as well. Like, she seemed like she was competent for 10 seconds, and then it's like, no, oh, God, what do you mean? The thing is a gun, the fuck? I don't know what the aerial is. She literally just shouts mom over and over. Oh, mom, pick me up. I just... But we're back to, how weekly. Do you... we're back to weekly Gundam. Yes, what's up? How do you make this character the older one? <laughs> <laughs> is she older than the She's... Yes. Yeah, she's a oh. year older than Miorne. She's already of legal age of marriage. No, she's not. She's a fucking baby. Yeah. She can't find her fucking, like, pacifier. Mm-hmm. It's just infuriating. <laughs> I get so mad. <laughs> I, no, it's totally valid. I just... I I always believe in, like, the ability to build long-term arcs, especially in anime, where they always do that. But, like, come on. Give me, get me something on the way there, boys. Please. Please. That's We've got ask. five episodes left. Really? Oh, right. Of this core. You're right. Yeah. We're more than halfway over and and pretty likely. I mean, I don't know. I was going to say pretty likely that we get the time jump right for the second core. But like Mm -hmm. nothing's happened. We've learned things. We've certainly learned things. And like this episode is a major event, right? It's a major like shift in things. But like. I, it's not, I don't, um, I can't see how five episodes from now, I'm going to be like, you're right. We're done with the school. You haven't right. done anything with the school. You did, you did the one test episode and that was nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Except for it was kind of frustrating, like most of this show, but like, mm-hmm. it feels like this move, this like, okay, let's stop with this Gundam shit mm-hmm. should have happened in episode three. Yeah, but were Gundam series previously this fast? No, but they're like, I mean, you're thinking of stuff like, like, you know, Zeta and stuff where they had 52 episodes. These people seemingly have like 26 or 24. That's a lot less. Mm -hmm. Also, all of those, like so many (laughs) Gundam shows end up just like hitting the gas is not strong enough. Hitting the gas and the NOS at the end. Because they realize they're almost out of time. 
Yeah, it's either zero or six thousand. It's not zero to a hundred. Yeah. I want to see it. I, just, I I'm like sticking through it through momentum and through the excitement of watching a new Gundam show. I like the characters pretty much across the board. Except Suleta has problems, and we need to do something. We need something going mm-hmm. on. It's also hard mm-hmm. when you're doing a podcast like week two. This show is like not proving super amenable to week to week stuff because it's like one thing happened. Let's talk about this one thing for twenty minutes, and, that's, and let's that's get mad about all the all the things that they just fucking flub. Totally, so. totally. Yeah, no, I I don't imagine. I don't know. Like, I would still at least like to talk to you. Doesn't necessarily have to be on a podcast form. Like, I don't know what we're going to do with the second core, but I imagine we're not going to do weekly episodes, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably so. not. Maybe like every other or every third. Or something. We'll, we'll see how it feels, especially when we started. Unless it's like season two, core two, episode one, we're slamming. There's the zero to a million. But we'll see. You're gonna, you know, we're gonna start episode episode one of season two of Core Two. I mean, and it's immediately gonna be Suleta in an eye patch, and she's big boss now, and she's swearing a bunch and smoking a cigar. What if it's Ava 2.0 and they like jump a hundred? Oh my god, I actually do want that. I've said this. I not that I want them to jump like a million years in the future, but I want like, and then eight years later, all of the characters that like had these in- relationships are now older, and they're they're the ones running the wars. Ah. Oh. I will be low key mad that they that they couldn't figure out how to show Suleta developing as a character on screen. But, You're right; they have to develop her off screen. <laughs> but you know, like like at this point, they've done such a bad job that I'd be like, "Yeah, I get it." Sometimes you just gotta take your L's. You really exactly. Yeah, sometimes you're like, okay, we don't know how to write her. Fuck, we're just going to jump her forward, make her an adult, and she's good at everything now. And she's actually competent. Okay, great. Bye. Like, okay. Fine, I guess. God, the worst is if they actually do an Ava 2.0. If they actually do an Ava 2.0 and Suleta is our Shinji, the character who still can't develop in any way, I will quit watching the show. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else is like, Suleta, I'm an adult now. I'm like running the military foundation here. And she's like, hold on. (laughs) You put bread in the toaster and it becomes toast? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh. Why do they call it up if you up in the cold food? Murinade's like, you're the we're going to war. She's like, Also, you, the oven is a Gundam. The oven is a Gundam. You can't up out hot eat the food with a Gundam. We're we're shit posting at this point. I think we need to take it to the close. <laughs> we stri- extremely, extremely do. Alan, please, please tell the folks all about you and your work. Sure. If you like hearing me talk about TV, my other main gig is Chats, colon, a television podcast. My friend Majan and I watch two episodes of a cult classic TV show every week, and we talk about it over there. We also have a Star Trek podcast on the same feed called Trek Chats, where we watch Star Trek for the first time. That comes out every three months. And we also have Should You Watch, where every three months we watch a newly airing show in its entirety and tell you if it's worth adding to your cues. So all of that can be found at chatspod.com. That's C-H-A-T-Z-P-O-D.com. Six, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SixDetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, you can f- DM me any messages there about, you know, this show or any other shows that, that Scanline does, which is, of course, Scanline Media, ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash Scanline Media. I realize by including the random boy in the Earth House party that came, uh-huh. we were we were robbed 
of having Lily Kay there absolutely sloshed. Oh, um, drunk Lily Kay would be so much fun. <laughs> Lily Kay would hit the hit the the fucking tequila sunset so hard. Mm-hmm. She's on a Long Island iced tea during the investment <laughs> meeting. They're like, oh god, she falls over <laughs> during when they announce the buyout. Oh, uh, a better world. A better world. Better world. Well, you know what they always say, better worlds are possible. But you probably won't get them. Peace. Bye-bye. Unless. Unless. <laughs>